How's your heart today, friends? How's your spirit? How hard it is for you, how hard is it for you? Well, I know that you're kind of maybe a little bit shy, so we won't say lift up your hands. But how is the gratitude meter in your spirit today? How thankful are you for the sun even rising or the rain or the privilege to be here together? Well, I ask this not because I'm trying to condemn you or make you feel bad, but what happens inside of our heart ultimately will be expressed externally. This is what happened to King David. King David, as we heard, got himself into a position where he no longer relied on God and was intentional about keeping that relationship. And he isolated himself from his very loyal and loving entourage around him. David created a heart problem. When he began to isolate himself from God and from community, he did what many of us will do when that happens. He turns inward. And he begins to take things that aren't his in a violent manner. He commits murder. He sends out his very wonderful friend Joab to go out and fight David's fight while David stays home. And in that, David's heart becomes full of greed and pride, self-reliance, and this idea that he, as David, is the one alone to pass judgment on others. Now, I don't make this stuff up. This is what the text just said. These are the stories that we've had. David had a great rise, and in that, he became complacent. So I'm going to stop right here. On a scale of one to one, <laughs> how many of you have become complacent just a little bit in your relationship with God and in your relationship with a faith community? I'm not judging. I just know that it's really, really super easy to do. But we have an opportunity today with this text to stop for a moment and say, how is our heart? How easily can we give a hallelujah? How easily can we lift our heads up from our own guilt and shame and look around and be present for one another? David could not do that. And just like Adam and Eve in the garden when they sinned against God, David hides. Just think about it. If you've ever gotten to a place where your sin is so deep that to be with other people you deny but you hide. You hide from yourself and from others. I think that's true of all of us. So last week I talked about Barbie. If you missed that great sermon, you can go back and watch it online. One of the things I said about Barbie were two, actually two things, and it's, it bears witness for this message today, too. First of all, I made the claim that everybody belongs. You belong. 
You belong. You belong. You belong, you belong. But what about, you don't know what I've done. You don't know, I don't have to know. I just know that in the community of the church, you belong. Now, there are reasons why you may think you don't belong. One of them, not the sole reason, oftentimes is we do things that we don't think are redeemable, that can't be forgiven. And so we stay away. Or we show up in church looking all spiffy. And no indication of what's really going on in here. I had a conversation this last week with somebody. And um, as I was just wrestling with, with this text, which was really hard for me, actually, uh, for so many reasons. But I said, if I had one wish, it would be that every single person when they get into trouble by their own grievous fault, their own sin and self-reliance, instead of running away further and further, I wish they would run too. I would wish they would run back into the arms of God. I wish they would run back into the church. Not that we're perfect. Oh my gosh, Lord, no. But there are people who are here that will not let you stand in your condemnation of yourself. That is not where God has you. God does not want you to stay in shame and blame and isolation and in your own inner turmoil. God does not want that for you. You are created for community with God and for other people. And I was just, I started crying when I was talking with this person because I'm like, I just want them to come. They've put God in the box of the great condemner. But I know that my God is the God of the great convictor, not the same thing, and the great redeemer, and the great restorer, and the great resurrector. I know that there is nothing that, can, that you have done that cannot be forgiven, that cannot be redeemed, that cannot be restored. I know this because I have been there, I have done that, and I have testimony to give. Come back later for that one. But it's true. How is your heart what are you harboring there? What do you need to lay down as our song? Those worries, those fears of getting caught. What song have you been listening to that kind of grabs your thing and your stomach right there and you're like, oh man. But you just dismiss it and get distracted because you don't want to deal with it. Or you hear a story. And you're like, oh, pierce my heart. Man, I'm in trouble. Do you go down the path of self-condemnation? Or can you run into the arms of God? You see, because while David turned away from God, God never turned away from David. Ever. Oh, he had to kind of blindside David a little bit. To kind of give him one of those little, okay, not really smack up in the head, don't do that. But one of those in-your-face moments where you're like, well, well, oh yeah, it was you. 
where your self-justification and judgment comes up, and all of a sudden goes, no, that's you. (laughs) When have been those times? And how you react in those times will give you a clue as to how you see God as the great condemner or the great convictor. Condemning will always be shame and blame and defensiveness. Conviction will lead you to repentance. Will bring you back into the family of God. Will restore you and cleanse you. Oh, there's still going to be consequences like we're going to hear about next week. But you will be redeemed. In our traditional liturgy, we have a confession time. And at the end of confession time, I will say, as a call and ordained minister in the Church of Jesus Christ, and by Christ's authority alone, you are forgiven of all of your sins. Every single one of them. In the name of Amelia? Nope. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That lets you get up so that you can raise your hands for the hallelujah. That gets you up so you can hold your chin up and give a testimony that puts you back on the right way where you can be engaged with God and God's family. I know this is not easy. So I've got some helps for you. So I want to invite the band to come up as I share with you a really great spiritual exercise that you don't have to do in public, but that I promise will begin a transformation in your spirit and the way you relate to God and others but you have to practice it. It's a spiritual practice. So this week, you get to do this as many times or as no times as you want. It's all invitation. I want you to read Psalm 51, but read it three times in a row. Oh my gosh, not three times! Yes. The first time, and there's a reason for this. It it trains your brain. I want you to first just read it. And you're going to skim through it because you know it. When you start reading the words, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Okay, sorry. (laughs) You'll see those words in there and we sing that as the traditional service. You'll see familiar words. But read it. The next time I want you to read it out loud, it slows you down. So you begin to take in the words. And then the third time you read through it, I want you to begin to circle the phrases that challenge you, the ones that kind of convict you a little, and the ones, and and then underline or highlight the ones that bring you great comfort. And then I want you to reflect on that. You can see the questions, and they'll be online. You can grab those there. And then I want you to respond. There's always the response, but it's an easy one today. I want you to just breathe. Can you do that? You can, because you're already doing it. But this time, at the end of this little session, it should take you maybe eight minutes. Begin to breathe in, create in me a clean heart, oh God. And exhale. And renew a right spirit within me. Repeat that as many times as you need until you get a sense of peace. And then go forward into the world sharing the good news of the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
At this time, we will, where's the thing? Um, our ushers will come forward to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Friends, if you are online, you can contribute to our ministry as well. Just go to www.kingofkingswoodbury.org and you can give there. Thank you for partnering with us in, in ministry.